What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 12 tight end start sits. So talking about every single fantasy relevant tight end, giving them either a start fringe or a sit designation. The starts, these are pretty much going to be your locked in tight end ones. Earlier on in the season, it was more of like your high to mid tier tight end ones because there weren't a ton of super reliable options. But with no teams on by this week and the tight end position kind of coming around, I think I have close to 12 starts this week. So the fringe options are going to be like those very back end tight end ones, high end tight end twos. You may not love them in your lineup, but they're fine. They're playable. Um, and then the sits are going to be the tight ends that you would prefer to keep on your bench. Let's just dive right into the first Thanksgiving game, Packers taking on the Lions. And for the Packers here, it looks like Luke Musgrave is going to miss some time. I would expect Tucker Craft to step in, be their new tight end one. Musgrave really wasn't delivering fantasy-wise, so I don't see why his backup would come in and do anything different. So definitely going to be sitting Tucker Craft. Then for the Lions here, I do think we need to have a little bit of a conversation about Sam Laporta because in the games where both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery have both been healthy, he has seen a huge hit to his targets compared to the games where one of them was out or leaving earlier on in the game. So it is something to monitor. I still think he's definitely playable as like a solid tight end, but he may not be giving you like that high-end tight end one production we were seeing earlier on in the season. Maybe he settles back down to like mid to back end tight end one. Still think he's playable, but it does seem like when both those running backs are healthy, his production does take a little bit of a hit. Now in the second Thanksgiving game, we have the Commanders taking on the Cowboys. For the Commanders here, Logan Thomas is just going to consistently be like a high-end tight end two. This could be a game where the Commanders need to pull out a lot of passing volume if they go down early to this Cowboys team. So I think he's a fine fringe play. For the Cowboys here with Jake Ferguson, I have him as a start. He continues to put together solid games, getting into the end zone. I think this Cowboys offense is going to have its way here with the commander's defense. So I'm expecting a big game out of this Cowboys offense, big game out of Dak. I think that's going to translate to guys like CeeDee Lamb, Jake Ferguson, some of their top weapons there. So I do like Ferguson as a nice play this week. And then the final Thursday night game, we're going to have the 49ers taken on the Seahawks. And for the 49ers here, George Kittle got off to a rough start to the season. Since then, he has been on an absolute tear last three weeks, just three super high ceiling performances. You just got to continue to fire him up as a very strong tight end one. And then for the Seahawks, pretty much the complete opposite situation. Definitely going to be sitting Noah Fant, really just not giving you a ton um, fantasy wise. Now shifting over to the Friday game, we have the Dolphins taking on the Jets and pretty much nothing here at the tight end position. Going to be sitting Julian Hill for the Dolphins. Tyler Conklin has been fine in certain games, but there's no shot on playing any Jet um, aside from Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Now pivoting over to the Saints-Falcons divisional matchup here. For the Saints, I'm going to have Taysom Hill as a fringe option just because it's very tough to kind of project his usage week to week. I was kind of all in on him heading into week 10 after week nine, where he threw for a touchdown, had 11 carries, also had five targets. So in that week nine game, the workload came together. He was a thrower. He was a runner. Um, he was a receiver. He actually out carried Alvin Kamara. He caught a receiving touchdown and was efficient on the ground. Like he made the most of his opportunities, right? Threw for a touchdown, caught a touchdown, and then was more efficient than their starting running back on the ground. So I kind of expected similar usage heading into week 10. Now, I'm not expecting him to account for two touchdowns every single week, but in terms of the workload, maybe he would kind of rival what he did in week nine. Uh, the workload pretty much fell off in week 10, only one carry, four targets, zero pass attempts. 
So at that point, we just don't really know what we're getting out of Taysom Hill week to week. He has a very high weekly ceiling when he is used as a passer, runner, and receiver all in one, but the weekly floor is also very, very low if they're not utilizing him a ton. So that's why I have him as a fringe play here. I think it's fine if you're playing him, but I don't think you have like a ton of confidence with his overall weekly floor. And then for the Falcons tight ends, Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith have each had fine games. I just think in a week with no buys, the tight end position has been pretty strong. I would prefer to not be playing either Pitts or Jonu Smith in my fantasy lineups. We're going to have another divisional matchup between the uh, Steelers and the Bengals. And for the Steelers, we saw Pat Fryermuth make his return in week 11. Really didn't do anything special. Um, He hasn't been good this season. I know he's been hurt for a while, but even before he went on IR, still was not producing. So he's going to be a locked in sit for me here. And then for the Bengals, I mean, we weren't touching this tight end room when Joe Burrow was healthy. We are certainly not going to be messing around with it with Joe Burrow now out for the season. So sitting Irv Smith Jr. and Tanner Hudson. In the next one, we're going to have the Jaguars taking on the Texans. And I think both of these tight ends are solid plays this week. For Evan Ingram, he's had two kind of down games in back-to-back weeks. But prior to that, he had been a very, very consistent option. It's not like his role is switching up or anything. Plus, we kind of saw a boom week out of Trevor Lawrence in week 11. So if he can keep that rolling, I think Evan Ingram is going to have some better games ahead. And then for Dalton Schultz, with CJ Stroud playing at the level he is, you just got to keep firing up Dalton Schultz. He has a lot of touchdown upside week to week, also has a very nice weekly rock participation, so he's going to see some volume. I like Dalton Schultz here as a nice tight end one play. Now the next matchup, back to some of the rougher matchups for the tight ends, Buccaneers taking on the Colts. For the Buccaneers here, I'm going to be sitting Kate Otten. He's had a couple solid games this season, but just not enough consistency to want to play him fantasy-wise. And then for the Colts, going to be uh, sitting Kylan Granson. Their tight end room is just a uh, no man's land at this point. Pretty much the same thing in the next matchup between the Patriots and the Giants. Hunter Henry had like a nice two games to start off the season. Since then, pretty much nothing. Don't want to be touching this Patriots offense aside from like a couple of weapons. And then for the Giants, uh, no Darren Waller again. I believe this will be his fourth game on IR. So I think hypothetically he could come off of IR um, next week. Don't know if that actually happens because it seems like their season's kind of done. I'm definitely going to be sitting at Daniel Bellinger. Another rough tight end matchup, uh, Panthers taking on the Titans. Tommy Tremble, Chigo Conquo. I think it's pretty clear why both of those guys are going to be sits for me. Now, looking at a divisional matchup between the Rams and the Cardinals, I am going to continue sitting Tyler Higbee. Really, in terms of the pass catchers here, just looking at Cooper Cup if he's able to go, and then uh, Puka Nakua. But then for the Cardinals here, Trey McBride is definitely going to be a uh, strong start for me here. Even in a somewhat down fantasy game in week 11, his usage was still very encouraging. He had an 100% route participation. That is very, very rare, especially at the uh, tight end position. So that is crazy usage. He also led the team in targets, which is great to see. And he has scored 20 plus PPR points in two of the last four weeks. So we know he has that very high weekly ceiling. Um, I think at worst, he's like a mid-tier tight end one moving forward. So really high on Trey McBride rest of season. And the next one, we're going to have the Browns taking on the Broncos. And I think at this point, I just have to list David Njoku as a start here. He had a pretty rough start to the season, but since then, he has been wildly consistent over the past five weeks. He has scored 10 or more PPR points in all of those games. He has had 50 plus receiving yards in four of those five, and he's averaging 9.4 targets a game over that stretch. 
eight or more targets in four of those five games. So consistently commanding volume, also consistently getting yardage with those targets. They're not just, you know, empty targets. And he hasn't been super reliant on touchdowns. Two touchdowns in the past five weeks, you know, maybe he doesn't keep pace with that rest of season, but it's not like he's scoring a touchdown a week and it's, you know, unsustainable. I think he'll be fine moving forward. Obviously, even with uh, Deshaun Watson, saw 15 targets last week with no Watson. So maybe DTR is actually going to be good for him. Um, And then on the other side with the Broncos, definitely going to be sitting Adam Troutman. We're going to have the Chiefs taking on the Raiders here. For the Chiefs, it seems like Travis Kelsey may be starting to slow down a little bit, maybe starting to fall off. I mean, the dude's a little bit into his 30s here. It was going to happen at some point. Obviously, you're still firing up for fantasy. Um, I just don't know if you're going to be getting like that elite, crazy high ceiling Travis Kelsey that we've seen over the past few years, but obviously still startable in your lineups. Um, and then for the Raiders here, going to be sitting Michael Mayer. Really, the only two weapons I want to rely on in this offense are going to be Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. I do think Michael Mayer is pretty interesting, like dynasty-wise moving forward. Just this specific season, not super hyped on him. Um, And then we're going to have the Bills taking on the Eagles. For the Bills, you continue to fire up Dalton Kincaid. He's been very impressive. I think even when they get Dawson Knox back, I'm still going to be very high on Dalton Kincaid. This team needs weapons. Dalton Kincaid has showed out um, since Dawson Knox has been out. I think he's going to have a locked-in role for the rest of the season. And then for the Eagles, with Dallas Goddard out, just definitely fading this uh, tight end room. Now, looking at the Sunday night game, we have the Ravens taking on the Chargers. And I have Isaiah Likely here as a fringe option. If you are someone who lost Mark Andrews or, you know, maybe your tight end position is just in shambles, I really think like the best replacement for Andrews or just whoever um, is going to be Isaiah Likely here. Likely has three games in his career with 60 plus percent of the snaps. So obviously a small sample size, but it's only a second season and he's playing behind one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Um, In those three games, Andrews missed two of them. And then he left really early on in the third. So we basically have three games with likely operating as the top tight end. In those three games, he has gone six for 77 in a touchdown, one for 24 in a touchdown, and then eight for 103. So two really impressive games like yardage and volume wise. And then even in the other game, he still got into the end zone. So I think he's really the best you're going to get off waivers at this point. And I do think he's playable here going up against the Chargers. Also think the Ravens are going to be able to put up some points here against this Chargers defense. And then for the Chargers, I'm going to continue to sit these tight ends here. So Donald Parham, going to be a sit for me. And then the final game of the week, Bears taking on the Vikings. For the Bears here, I think Cole Komet is a nice high-end tight end too. We kind of saw this interesting thing with the like Bajant versus Fields. Um, I think DJ Moore definitely benefits from Justin Fields at the quarterback position. It seemed like Cole Komet benefited from Bajant. He had two high ceiling games with Bajant at the quarterback position. So I still think he's playable, but maybe not as high of a ceiling option as he was with Bajan in there. And then for the uh, Vikings, just continue to fire up TJ Hawkinson. He'll continue to give you nice production. And that's going to wrap it up for all the week 12 tight end matchups. Hopefully this helps you kind of figure out your tight end position this week. If you guys did enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you again, and I will see you in the next one.